0: A FAM production. Furniture and
1: Mattress.
0: FAM.News.
2: For what? For having me do this. <laughs> in general. Are you ready? Oh, here's the tease.
3: These guys are assholes for having me do what? this. Yep, that's the President comment. of Bed Tech Midwest is here on the show today.
0: Justin Trombo. That's trombone without the own.
3: The Dos Marco show begins in <laughs> 30 seconds.
0: Driven entrepreneurs, listen up. It's time to team up with Nationwide Marketing Group, North America's most successful network of independent retailers. You'll gain access to programs and services that level the playing field between you and the national chains, industry leading digital marketing, increased buying power, exclusive networking events, and of course, their awesome learning platform. Nationwide Marketing Group is the business partner that helps you get results and stay ahead of the competition. Take the first step today and visit NationwideGroup.org. Welcome to the Dos Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories,
1: and take tequila shots. Uno, dos Tequila! The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three, two, one.
0: We're okay, in it right well, now, you remember. guys. We're, we're with Justin Trumbo at the betting conference in Orlando, Florida. We're so glad you said. So we're like, hey, Justin, come sit down. We like your energy. Uh, you're a very um, positive guy, so we thought we would like bring you on the show. You are the president of BedTech Midwest, yes, sir, which is a premier adjustable base company and you do a lot of business all over the place tell us a little bit about that and then we'll jump into some other stuff
2: yeah uh was actually founded in portland oregon about okay. 15 years ago we have seven distribution facilities all over the united states uh, we more specialize in um, ltl quick shipments to let people not have to stock as much and they can pull from our warehouses but we also have a lot of large customers we handle their private labels and direct distribution and so we definitely specialize in the adjustable beds but uh, have other products pillows mattresses covers things And like that.
0: you carry a ton of inventory and which is a big deal so that you can get forward distribution to retailers Yeah
2: with the seven facilities the average location is about 100,000 square feet yep. the one that I own is about 150,000 square feet the average location keeps about 2 to 3 million dollars of product on hand It's a lot and we've done very well through the supply chain disruptions our factory in Taiwan is able to put out about 50 containers of mattresses a day and 45 containers of basic a day wow. and so the biggest supply hurdle with us hasn't really been production capacity, it's been shipping capacity, shipping, right. right? Like no actually doubt. moving the product has been the biggest hurdle.
0: So you're also a consultant, you have a consulting business, yes, and sir. so what do you do with your consulting business? And
2: you're in, in the retail space with that as well. Yeah, my, yeah. My, my my background, I was actually originally an RSA, and so my whole background is retail. So wow. every, everything that I do, I try to take back to retail. Sure. My consulting company's core helps people with uh, business planning, developing visions, tracking those visions, over a one-year, three-year, five-year, 10-year plan, uh, lease negotiations, more on the on the business versus the in-the-business yeah, stuff. got
3: it. Uh, okay, Justin, so you started talking about your background a little bit, so let's go there. So you started as an RSA. You were really on the front lines, you know, the person that matters most whenever it comes to the mattress purchase. How did your career progress from being an RSA to now owning and being president of BedTech Midwest and having your consultancy business? That
2: well, was an interesting, just time spent, right? Like I've been in the industry now 17 years. So I started as a retail sales associate, moved up to an assistant manager. Uh, 2009, Simmons actually ran a national sales contest, which I won. I was 2009's national champion for Comfortpedic and uh, Simmons Natural Care. Uh, from there, became a store manager. You just missed Scott Smalley. Oh no, I, Scott, oh somebody, gosh, you know, you I was just talking Scott <laughs> over there. <laughs> Come I, I, I fell in Butch's golf course. The, okay. I in the, in the, it was playing golf with Butch. Butch, butch Webster. I, I fell butch. in. I fell in the creek. So he actually, <laughs> had, I went to go get my ball, and the whole creek collapsed and you underneath fell me, and I fell oh, in with Butch. So every somebody playing that? Didn't no, they? every time I see Butch now, he asks me if I have floaties on or whatever. <laughs> now, so did anyone stand over you and laugh at you when you fell? the Worst thing was the. The wor- Did they take a picture? Of I'm you? guessing because there's a, a good story. I'm guessing there's a story. I behind fell it. down
0: and he stood over me, laughed at me, because Bigfoot attacked me. It's a long story. And he sat there laughing at me, taking photos of me as, as a, a good friend would, writhing in pain. Yeah, as, as a, a good, good friend, friend would. would. Right, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Anyway,
2: back to you. No, no. So-, so the worst part with the thing on Butch's course yes. is the women's league was actually right behind oh. us, and so we literally had women playing behind us the whole day as I had mud up my ass. So yeah, I go way back with those guys, but. Uh, I can't believe that's the first story that made it out here. It's probably going to be one famous. Stick. Yeah, yes. exactly. Bush right. is going to see this and give a fist bump, right? So. Justin Mud on his ass trombone. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> which is trombone gonna, without the um. Oh Without the ohm. Um. Somehow that's going to stick. By the way, I'm going to be at the next conference. Justin trombo, which is trombone without the um. Yeah, I don't. If Jeff G or anybody starts calling me that man, we're gonna have problems. <laughs> gonna okay, happen. it's gonna put me down. Yeah, so I, I'll remember that you started this. Yeah. He's gonna become my favorite Mark very quickly. <laughs> no! Like that, that was the original no, question no, that was no. asked. He's lobbying him. for that. He's lobbying yeah, for, for that. that. He, he yeah, like, told me yeah. he's
0: like I saw Kinsley in the hallway and he asked me which would which my favorite Mark was. And obviously he was the answer because he's the one that, that asked very, it. That's very
2: political. I don't do me, that right? very yeah. often at all, guys.
3: You never, do it all the never, time. Never. On
0: the show, you do it, as a matter of fact. Feel Just, free to tweet in who your
2: favorite
3: market no, is. No, right don't here. I right my feelings. Don't I'll, do that. I'll count I know the notes, everybody yeah. You can uh, go to fam.news. You can text us <laughs> right there for fam.news. <laughs> We're happy to That's have great. you. It's, okay, Justin, so you like see a lot of the industry. Obviously, uh, whenever you're, you're on the adjustable base side, but obviously, all the other products that you mentioned at VedTech. And in your consultancy, you help, help both retailers and manufacturers. As you're out and about you know, consulting with them, and the the challenges or the opportunities in these businesses come to the surface. What are the themes that you notice these days? Here we are, you know, May heading into June
2: 2022. What do you notice? Well, I mean, I think we talked about it a lot at this conference. Uh, The best retailers have realized that the commoditization of the lower price points have happened and are going to continue to be taken away from us. And then I think it was actually at the last tempur conference where they referenced that above $2,000 was growing at 7x anywhere else in our industry. So obviously the best retailers as foot traffic has dropped has focused on driving average unit selling price. Mm -hmm. And doing that, I think by daring to be different, different niche products, different niche sizes that maybe their competition doesn't have or unique marketing strategies to that market is gonna be very important to keep driving. I think the biggest thing that I talk to my clients about that's important, that's a little different, most people run a top-down accounting. I really run a bottom-up I take a very pie charted approach to profitability to make sure that all my retailers I work with maintain a 10 to 12% EBITDA. Because if you're not profitable, you're not making money, you can't reinvest back into advertising, you can't raise your uh, benefits and wages to your employees. And so we really take a focus on bottom line profitability and transferring that back up through the business with very uh, disciplined practices.
3: So, okay, let's go there for a minute because we don't talk a lot about accounting practices on the show because numbers don't always translate, they're not the sexiest thing whenever it comes to like- They're definitely not. You know, punching that 10 key, but that's a very important point I think you're making is, so people are doing it wrong is what you find. And so you come in and you're trying to get more profit uh, into the business so you can take that profit, you can redeploy it in strategic ways because the traditional way is what? What are people doing?
2: Well, I mean, the traditional way is basically saying, okay, look, I'm gonna have a certain amount of volume And if I want more volume, I'm gonna spend more on advertising. And necessarily maybe that advertising sometimes has a diminishing rate of return where maybe necessarily the greatest way to grow that business isn't by more advertising. Maybe it's new streams of revenue, whether it's starting to do fundraisers or other things that you're seeing other good, getting some commercial deals, whatever it may be to grow your business versus just thinking a a shotgun approach to just spending more on television or radio is really gonna drive more tickets or more consumers right so focusing on really just running it as a pie chart leaving enough at the bottom of the chart and then making everything else fit and then being very disciplined in that practice i feel like a lot of retailers what they do is you go let's say into a bad month and they panic right and then they'll overspend they'll get out of their budgets or cut or, or, yeah, or make any decision, yeah. right? That, that, that really gets you out of your long-term plan. Yeah. So if you have a vision as an owner, that vision needs to be defined. That vision needs to go onto a vision traction organizer that says your one-year, three-year, right. five-year, ten-year plans, that defines your rocks and your core competencies for your business. And every owner is going to have a different vision. Some people may want to sell. Some people may want to grow their chains. Some people may want to retire. And so making sure that the company's structures matching the vision of that owner is so important or the business doesn't have stay power, especially on the independent side. Right. right? Like When you get to the big, big box guys that are public, that have all that money, some of those rules may not apply, but when you get to these one, two, three-door operators that are trying to balance time with their family and time in their store, that vision for that owner becomes so much more important because it's really what's important to them and their family, and that really starts at you know, defining that will then define the rest of the business.
0: What I like about what you said, Justin, is the fact that you work with them and you go, what do you want this to be? Right. Because that will determine the path forward, right? So do you want to sell it? Do you want to keep it as a generational business? Like, what do you want to do? Okay. So question for you before we go, why is it in this cat, like of all the products that we have in the mattress industry, the adjustable base, there's so much to talk about, right? So it's so good for pregnant women. It's great for people that are athletes. It's great for people with back pain. It's great for people that want to explore different things in intimacy. It's great for people that might be sick. It's we great for all kinds we of
2: things. We went, we went
3: there. there. Well, it only took him well. We went there. Yeah, we Yeah, there. We, we took are, him
2: four drinks and five <laughs> minutes on your show. It's that's what it took Oh, it's one drink minutes, just so. refilled four yeah. times, right? That's, that's how it counts. <laughs> no, but for real,
0: right? And so my question to you is, um, what, what can you do or what, how do you get the industry to have a more robust conversation in building value
2: in that piece as a lifestyle enhancement? Right? now, I, I think that's a good question. I think the adjustable bed itself to instill value in may be difficult like uh, I always uh, the keynote speaker talked about everything being a commodity I actually talked to my clients about mm-hmm. that all the time the hardest thing to do in any business is to add value to a commodity could you imagine selling toothpicks and trying to add value to a toothpick I mean it's next to impossible ready, ready to go. stop go make them cinnamon flavored
0: Toothpicks are great for keeping someone's eye open when you torture them.
3: If you have a collection of toothpick holders oh, like I do, you do? if okay. you have a collection of toothpick <laughs> no, we holders just started it. Yes. like I do, then you have to have toothpicks to put inside of them. So don't you want cool looking toothpicks? I, I swear to you, I have a toothpick holder collection.
0: So a great way to build houses with your kids and craft projects.
3: Uh, yeah, it's miniature Lincoln logs.
0: <laughs> if you have a screw and it's too big in the so hole, can can you too, can take two. Stop it, Justin. Hey, hey, I got a stay out of this. I got a question. We're we having a fight. <laughs> in public. I have a question. Clear, a violent I agreement. have a question. Yes, yes. yes. serious question. Dig in. Would
2: anybody pay one dollar more for anything that you just mentioned?
3: Yes, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe.
2: Well, that's the and, question. It's right? a great question. You're trying to question. add value to a commodity, not list features and benefits of the commodity, right? We're trying to add value to it. So, would somebody pay more? for anything you listed. So back to your question, the way you get more value out of your base is you sell sleep systems. You don't rely on the adjustable base to be the part. You rely Uh, on the mattress to add the value. And then it goes out as a sleep system with the base, with the mattress, with the pillows, with the covers, with the entire system. And it's easier to add value in a sleep system to a consumer than an individual piece of that system. So
0: here's, here's what's interesting to answer your question. There is a company that sold bolts they were trying to figure out how to market their bolts, Okay. right? They didn't know how to do that, but one of the marketing people found out that the bolts they made actually were used to construct the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> okay. right? So my point is, even with a toothpick, it's something as random as that. It may not build value in the little piece of wood. However, if you have some fun with that, we're going to take the torture thing out. I don't know who said that. Probably uh-huh. not that My one. My least favorite market. <laughs> <laughs> now that hurts. But it might, it might create some affection for the company talking about it because it's fun and no toothpick company has ever come out with things like well, that. And, I think and, if you, you,
3: and if you look at like our toothpicks, they were made with reclaimed redwood forest yes. petrified wood, yes. now you have something of value. And look, absent of value, people make decisions on price. Right. So if you're not building value in something that people are gonna be like, well, I just want the cheapest thing possible. And and one thing that was said at the conference I think really ties into this conversation well is this idea that if you create a way to buy, a way to buy that's differentiated, then people are going to reward you with their dollars. You know, it's like, it's why Wegmans, as a grocery store said, we're going to create a grocery buying experience. They have the highest margins in a commoditized industry that requires a big basket of goods to even be profitable.
0: And how many people, Kinsley, complain, we live in the land of Walmart, Complain, oh my gosh, Walmart, we can't compete. And here these guys have carved out a great business because they saw it
2: differently. They're not
0: playing the grocery game, they're playing the experience game.
2: Well, I think what you said about the toothpick though, and being part of something goes yes. back to the sleep system. Yes. Right? If great you take point. the base way out, back. And you yes, dip, Yeah, you like yes. that? Beer? Yeah, I brought it all the way back Love for it. you. If you remove from your process, the commodity aspect of the process and focus on creating intrinsic value with the consumer where they can see themselves actually using the product, then price doesn't matter anymore, right? right? And then you've decommoditized the commodity and that's best done in a sleep system, not on an individual piece. And well I think said. you have
3: to start, we just uh, put an article up on fam.news and I read this book and Quinn's read it, it's called The Culture Code. And this guy gets into the nuts and bolts of what companies, services or products actually mean to people. Like there's like a third hour of his sessions where people are lying down on the ground, the lights are low, there's nice music, pillows, the whole thing, mm-hmm. to try and get to this emotional moment of like, as a kid, what did health mean to you? What did wellness mean to you? What did doctors, what did hospitals? And so, uh, and he did it with coffee, like in Japan, like what did coffee in Japan mean to people? Well, he found out nothing. Nothing. So they, they introduced <laughs> it in the seventies and, and then it became a billion dollar industry. But the point is, he went through this, this exercise to figure out what does health mean at a a granular level to people in the united states of america so he went through hospitals because that ties into the health system doctors nurses found out positive signals for doctors hero was the culture code nurses mother was the culture code hospitals processing plants because when you're you're there you're getting poked on prodded there are lights there are beeps you don't get a good night's sleep and you are treated like a product so then he got to the health piece of it and here's where Here's what we're gonna do you study. And oh, I swear boy. you guys aren't as tall. Like they stand up taller on TV guys. guess what? Guess what the culture code for health in America is? At our deepest, most meaningful moment, what is health? Like what's the word that captures health?
0: Mobility. Movement. Oh,
3: okay, it makes sense. It's movement. Yeah. Because if you're people yeah. talked about their health and they said sense. if yeah. you're not healthy, You're tied to a place, you can't move, you can't complete your mission, you can't be physical. So we have a a product within our stores that you sell that literally is on code for what health means in America. It's all about movement. So if you can position that product as move on to better days, you know, your best movements start with a better night. Uh, We have something there I think we can really tap into. And and that's the type of conversation I want to have with people at retail so they can build value in it in a system. Well,
2: in fact, I think what they talked about at this conference a lot, it's you just sold the story. Right, right. You, you you talked about the benefit of functional movement, functional mobility, strength when you get into your latter years of your life, yes. the value of that to you, and then you've tied it back to a product, which again is then decommoditizing mm-hmm. it, because in America, people don't buy products, they buy stories. I think that's been the whole point of this conference that we've been at, and I think the best retailers have already started that adoption process, and if they haven't, then they probably mm-hmm. should, right? Yeah, 100%. I love this
3: conversation with you. Like, we literally snagged Justin because he did have, not want to come. Yeah, to I show. wasn't going to do do be it. and screaming. We're like, you're going to get over here. You're they gonna bought me a cocktail. <laughs> a cocktail. That, that's, that's how
2: they got me on. Hey, I'm a you, cheap, date. Like, I'm a cheap, it. I'm a cheap date. And we had a great time. So. Well, Hey, we
3: appreciate you being here. Uh, so nice to get in touch with you. If people want to know more about you or learn more about your businesses, how can they get in touch?
2: Uh, email me easyrest.midwest@gmail.com or go to the bedtech website hit the contact us i'll see everything that comes over for you guys it's good to get to put faces Man. with the names for the yeah. first Thank time cuz you, you so guys are both much. industry you are insiders awesome. really you know what nice. we need we to appreciate do. everything Pleasure. yeah we
0: need to have him back and talk about his consulting business cuz there's a lot to that uh, there's, there's so much a more lot to more to that yeah
3: more to unpack and hey as you unpack your week we hope that you have a great one be sure to go to fam.news Subscribe to the newsletter because if Justin Trombo pops back up on the fam, he's now he's now a member of the fam.
2: All right. When
3: he pops back up on the fam, you're going to be subscribed. You're going to see it first. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for being here. Appreciate hey, thank you, you for man. having me on, and Don't guys, forget, it.
2: share
0: with your friends. We are the fam. Come around the campfire and join. The, let's roast some hot dogs and uh, marshmallows. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys are the man. For sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: You can bounce on it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. What is a hot lid? It's like peanut butter jelly bounce by the ounce now we got it by the leader well you take a spring and you wrap it up right you can sleep so smooth or bounce all night put two together get a whole lot more get the feel of the comfort core you can bounce on it lay back you don't have to practice you sleep or play all night, put two together, get a whole lot more, get the feel of a comfort core, you can bounce on it, oh. no stopping when the beat gets played bad, springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back. party over here. back there does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair hell no you need springs and foam because if that bowling ball don't bounce you'll be sleeping alone and if the bed don't react then you can't get low. we got that type of bounce that won't spill your merlot so stick with us and you'll get rewarded because i'm so gentle and i'm so supportive is where the magic is and we just killed a song about mattresses